You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 143rd Real Reading Podcast with me, Tom Canning, and me, Rachel Nemeth. Hello, Rach. How are you? Hi, Tom. How are you? Who answers now? I don't know. I'm stuck. Are we jinxed? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, no, I'm good. No, I'm I'm better. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> just generally speaking. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on twitter at real reading pod or join our facebook group the real reading podcast group goodness me it's like i'm not sure this morning i just don't know what's going on um coming up this week we are going to talk about christmas because frankly why not let's just talk about christmas christmas like, it's something to look forward to it might be better than last year's christmas hopefully are you well, hopeful Rach? i am hopeful i mean last year i was about to say it was a total washout um which it was to a huge extent but <laughs> actual christmas day wasn't as much of a disaster as i thought it was going to be if i'm honest having a little quiet one at home just the well three of us at that point yeah. wasn't horrendous <laughs> it took quite a lot of stress out of the day um yeah. but i will much prefer this year to be back to normal yes I, I do feel that as we're recording this on the 25th of the 11th, I do feel that this is a perfectly reasonable time to start talking about Christmas. In my head, it's a month out now. We're, we're a month out, so we're good. Yes, we're good. Um, we are going to talk to Dan Hearn from Lord & Brewery about their expansion, about their Christmas events and stuff like that. Everybody knows I enjoy a brewery and I have no. read about Loddon Brewery, uh, a little gem in the, uh, I was going to say Reading Countryside, but it's Oxfordshire really, but shh, don't tell anyone. It's okay. I'm planning um, that, I'm trying to plan a little walk from uh, from Playfield Cops up in Cavisham Park. Yeah. You can walk from there through the woods and down some bridleways and things and pop out right at the brewery. Yeah, that sounds good. I would start yeah. in there to be honest, just do a big loop, or a short loop in fact. Oh, so you don't get a, a pint in the middle of the walk to reward yourself. You get one at the beginning and the end. I think that sounds best to Oh, me. okay. Yeah, okay. I see your logic. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we see what Jeremy has to say for himself before we mooch on and chat about Christmas? Yeah, let's. Here he is. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, Rach, uh, you have got something you revealed to me earlier this week. You've got something particularly <laughs> exciting planned. Um, I, I'm, I am a huge fan of a railway, as regular listeners will know. And you are going to not Didcot, which is where I'm going, but where are you going? I'm going on the Polar Express. What? In Wallingford. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, we're going to see. Um, 
I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen. It's a production um, of the Polar Express, a theatre production, on the train. And I, I believe the train goes from the little station in Wallingford. It goes along um, the bunk line, as it's called, yeah. to Chelsea and then comes back again, all whilst these performers are doing uh, their show of the, the Polar Express. So I'm not... I don't really know how it's going to work because obviously there's carriages and people in different bits of the train and how do you see everything happening? But, you know, all will be revealed, I guess. But I'm I'm very excited because of just, I think that that is going to kick off our yeah. kind of Christmas vibe in our house going to that. And we are a fan of that film, so... It's a good film, isn't it? It is a good film. I mean, anything with... Um, Tom Hanks in yes. is is going to be a winner, but it, yeah, it's a good one. I think last year was probably the first year we watched it. It's probably like I think Zachary was just kind of old enough mm. then. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm excited. I've never been. They do quite regular things on the bunk line, yeah. um, like Thomas the Tank type things, and we've never we've never gone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We, I will uh, report back next week what it's I'm, like. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and we are hoping to get someone on from the Chelsea and Wallingford Railway to talk about the railway. It's currently sold out, I believe, their Christmas experience. So um, that's a shame. But uh, in the meantime, we are hoping to speak to someone from the railway uh, very soon about what uh, what they get up to there. Uh, I'm going on the Didcot uh, Railway Centre steam into Christmas which is uh, effectively Ooh, what's that? in in the old in old money is what would be a Santa special. So you go on a little train ride and you meet Santa. Oh, lovely! Um, lots of places had weren't doing them this year. Uh, so normally we'd go down to uh, Dorset and Swanage Railway for these for the Santa special with my brother's children. But um, this year uh, I have my own. Uh, so we and, and uh, we decided to go somewhere slightly closer to home. So now pop over to uh, to Didcot Railway Centre, which I'm very I've not been there for a long, long time. Very. How do you think um, she's going to take to Santa? What, oh, how old is she? Fourteen uh, months. She's fourteen months. She'll be f- yeah, fourteen fourteen months. She'll be by then. So how how do you think she will react to meeting the big uh, man? There's usually only one or so it usually goes one way or the other, doesn't it? It's absolute indifference or terrified. <laughs> I'm just re- checking that you are being realistic about it. Oh, God, yes, yes. <laughs> do, you don't want to go in with all these dreams of it's going to be magical and she'll sit on Santa's <laughs> knee and gaze lovingly at him and then the reality is that she'll probably scream. <laughs> and you'll get the customary hilarious photo of him trying to keep his cool whilst this child is screaming in his face indeed that's the he must get realistic yeah 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 oh no i've (laughs) i've I've seen it my my brother's daughter uh was absolutely absolutely terrified of santa so um yeah i i wasn't i'm not expecting uh anything too too much i you know i mean if she's delighted then that would be great but i suspect complete indifference Yes. Yeah. It's it's only when they get a little older, I think, that uh, that we might see something a little bit more one way or the other, one way significantly or one I way. I think there's a fairly other. little window. I feel like maybe Zach is kind of on the other end of the scale. 
and that he might yes. sort of start getting a bit indifferent, a bit like, oh, God, it's Santa God. again. Oh. And I'm like, just remember, be polite and kind, or he might not bring you anything. Have as you... soon as it's the 1st of December, I can start using the, oh, using the that as my, my leverage, yeah. Have just, you ever genuinely... Have you ever genuinely got to a point where you aren't going to get him anything? Oh, I mean, that would never actually happen, would it? <laughs> I mean, I haven't gone as far as, you know, that thing that a lot of people have the elf on the shelf. Yes. Uh, where the elf is always watching and reports back mm. to Santa and things. I just, I haven't got involved in that. I feel like there's a lot of investment in uh, you can't just put the elf on a shelf and go no. and watch it like yes. the the scenarios in which the elf finds himself get more and more elaborate and then people start posting them on facebook and instagram and things and you're like oh god now i've got to go one better and yeah and people i'm just picturing people putting things of this elf uh, experimenting with baking and there's an explosion of flour in the kitchen and you think what why my children make enough mess without yes. me creating fake mess that i've then got to clear up anyway <laughs> so i've not gone down that road have you uh, no goodness no. no and do you know what that elf on the shelf thing is something i don't think about at all all year like sometimes you might hear a little jingly and you think, oh yeah, Christmas songs or you mm. know other Christmassy things. Never once have I thought about Elf on the Shelf in the previous eleven months of this year. We had our um, last choir session on Tuesday that was very Christmas themed. That we all had to wear our Christmas jumpers and people bought um, bells and tambourines and things along, and then we sang through our Christmas repertoire. Oh. <laughs> Ever so festive. Do you, do you feel festive? No, it felt really awkward because kind of at the end, I mean, doing the singing and everything was was fun. It was nice. Uh, but then at the end, everyone was, because we, we're not having Christmas parties and mm. things this year because of COVID. Uh, um, also, it's very serious, so please be careful. I know, I'm just fed up with it. Now yes, then. that's, the, that's, that's my, my feeling. Um, so everybody was kind of leaving and going, oh, Christmas, like happy to see you in the new year, happy really good. And then you know, it was actually still November. Yeah. <laughs> it was very odd. My my whole fun. my whole thing of Christmas is in December is being sorely tested this year. Mm. Just ah, oh, just need something to cheer me up. What's gonna do it, Tom? What do you need? I need some mulled wine. Mulled wine? Yes. Mold I wine and have dark you down beer. as a mold wine drinker. Oh, oh, I love. I think I like the smell of it more than drinking it. But I think yeah, because when it's it, sat on the on the um, stove. Yes, but I think also away. like Christmas markets um, are quite rightly, in my opinion, at times derided for just being a bit like there's something they do brilliantly in Germany and 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 uh, kind of Holland and those sorts of areas of of Europe they do them absolutely brilliantly and over here it's just like well actually you pay you pay ten pound for a bratwurst in a roll yeah and a and a, and a mulled wine in a and and for a, like a mulled wine from a sachet and it's a bit oh god oh, this isn't really it's all very sort of it's all a very sort of British way of doing it where we try and all and actually it just costs a lot of money we but, will enjoy this <laughs> yes I've paid 10 pounds for this I'm going to enjoy it yeah, there's all very a lot of that to it um whereas 
I don't know, something sort of transporting itself to a different country um, and where they've got a more of a history of doing it is, um, I, I feel, is slightly more authentic. Uh, but, you know, as I say, uh, it does remind me, the mulled wine, I think, of, of being stood in the middle of Birmingham or Manchester or something like that, uh, drinking an overpriced, but also still having a lovely time. Oh, one year we went to the Christmas markets in Manchester, did exactly what you've just described. We will have this mulled <laughs> wine and we will sit here and eat a pretzel and have this mulled wine. And then these two guys, um, I don't know why, they kicked off uh, and had a, a massive fight, basically. And they were like, yeah, fighting and rolling about on the floor and having a proper fisticuffs. And we're just still sat there very stoically at this little picnic bench. We will enjoy this. It's freezing. And these people are rolling around at our feet, kicking each other. But we're having a great time. I'll tell you what I did used to enjoy. And, you know, it was still overpriced, I think. But I did used to enjoy those couple of years down in the village by Reading Station. You know, that area um, where Station Hill oh, used yeah, to be. Oh, the biscuit tin and they had the, the biscuit tin. They had a, they had a great, um, they, had a, they put a big tent up blankets, pallets, sort of a bit Christmassy, really nice. And you could get your, your stein, your two litres of, of beer. And, you know, as I say, all a little bit overpriced, in my opinion. Um, but it was, you know, there were heaters and it was warm and it was pleasant. And, yeah, mm. that was that was really good. I really enjoyed that. And I, I think they've moved that sort of experience over to the Forbury Gardens. And the last time I looked at that, it was all just a bit hectic. Whereas in, oh, in that it? village, yeah, well, because you've got the fairground and all of the other stuff there, it was all it was all very hectic. Whereas when it was sort of in the village, and this is possibly why it's not there anymore, it wasn't quite as um, quite as busy as all that, which was nice. Mm. I wonder what I, they're going like to do it. this year then, because if the um, Winter Wonderland mm. has moved over the bridge into that the um, car park, oh, has it? Ah. Well, yeah, that's what we talked about last week. Remember, no. <laughs> it's not in the Forbury this this year. Oh, is it not? Oh, I missed that completely. <laughs> Where are you? Me and Hugh were talking right. about it. <laughs> I must have tuned um, out for a second. Nice. Uh, yeah, one, so I just one. wonder where they're going to, if they will still have something like, because they, in the Forbury, they did have kind of the wooden huts and things, didn't yeah. they, that you could sit in? Yes. Um, yeah, they're just all a bit, a bit hectic, but, you know, there's lots oh, of people. I'm thinking about mulled wine now. Well, I've I've seen what's in Too our early. cupboard, and I, no, no, <laughs> just let it get past the yard arm, yeah. and then, as they say, and then well, maybe have one with my lunch <laughs> late in the afternoon at work. Yeah, Rich comes in, it's wafting through, and Rich is like, "Oh, Christmas!" Okay, it's got to be up there with one of those smells that you know when you are baking some bread. Ooh, which yes. obviously I'm very wholesome and do on a daily basis. The jacket potatoes in the oven. Yeah. Or you've got some mulled wine on the hob. Yes. Yes. Those are proper, like, sell your house smells, aren't they? <laughs> you want to waft those. Around. Exactly. Those are, those, are, those, are, those are lovely, lovely mm-hmm. thoughts. Rach, yeah. shall we go and talk to Dan Hearn from Lodden Brewery? Yeah. Unless there's anything more Christmassy you want to chat about. We oh, could... no, but you are making me feel quite festive. I'm, I oh. feel like my enthusiasm levels are, are growing. Um, we should, I'll leave it, let's leave it with this. When are you going to put your tree up? 
Oh, blimey. Okay. Let me, I'm just going to have a look at the calendar because I have to be a bit sensible about it. Probably. I'm not one of those as soon as it's December, let's get the tree up because then I get bored of it before actual Christmas yeah. comes. So I'm looking maybe like the second weekend in December, the 11th, okay. some, something like that. This sounds good. Yeah, and then this it's up for a, two or three weeks. Job done. I think we're going to try and get ours How up about on you? Sunday. This Sunday? I think that's the plan, yes. But that's still November. Yeah, that's fine. We're a month okay. out. It's the 25th. With the 20th. I'm, going to, I'm revising my opinion on when Christmas should be. You do realise it'll have no baubles on it uh, within fine. Ellie's reach uh, height. That's fine. That's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm just dreading how many times Alfie's going to pull the tree over on top of himself. We're going to have to build some kind of fence around it, I think. <laughs> this, is, this has been a very self-indulgent first half of the podcast rates do you think it's just it's like no one's listening to us it's just you and me chatting i just thought that it just feels like we're having a bit of a catch-up doesn't it which that's <laughs> either gonna make for a good podcast or one that nobody is interested yes. in our our chit chat it's all right they're not, they're not paying for it it's fine you know they yeah. can they can vote with their feet yeah <laughs> Merry Christmas, listeners. We'll be back. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Here is me chatting to Dan Hearn from Lodham Brewery, and Rach and I will be back next week. Bye. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreddingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreddingpod, and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Hi, everybody. I am here on Google Hangout with Dan Hearn at Lodham Brewery. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hi, Tom. Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. You're back. I think uh, I think we were just saying it was episode three you were on, and we're on 146 now. Oh, well, congratulations so, on the, on the success. That does seem an awful long time ago. <laughs> I'm not sure success is the right word. Just, you know, we just kept churning it out week after week. And and, and there's been some gaps as well, but, you know, we've, we, we've got there. So how uh, how are you? Oh, but good, really well, thank you. Gearing up for Christmas, like I think everyone in the beer and hospitality industry are. Indeed, it seems to start in September these years. <laughs> what What do you think? What do you think of Christmas this year? How do How do you think Christmas is going to go? Oh. It feels like there's a fair bit of uncertainty. As yeah, it, there seems to be more certainty than last year. Although that's really not to say anything at all. We're, I think, like any pub brewery anywhere in the country, we're going full pelt, mm. hoping that you know there are no restrictions hoping that people can have big christmases together whether that happens i don't know the news is beginning to look a little a little more terrifying um but i think everybody after the you know the two years we've had we're all kind of just fingers crossed going for it and, and really just seeing what happens and if we have to pivot quickly or change quickly then you know we'll, we'll do that and that's something that the breweries especially have had to do and, and and you guys have done very well do you have a do you have a plan b I mean, we do in the, you know, it, but it all depends on what the, if, if there are restrictions and fingers yeah. crossed there won't be, but if, yeah, if, 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 if there are, we will, we will go back to what we did last year. We'll go back to, to home delivery. We'll, we'll go back to shop only. Um, but of course that's, that's no, that's not ideal. Nobody yeah. wants that. We do have a plan in place, but it would be, yeah, it, we, we really, really hope that doesn't happen. So obviously the, since, um, since many people will have been to your brewery pre pre pandemic, there's been an awful lot going on. Um, I had a visit myself and the place has completely changed. Can you talk a little bit, 
talk to me talk me through a little bit about what you guys have done and then we'll talk about what's going on at Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. So well, before the pandemic, we had launched a, a tap room and it was a, a tiny little tap room and had enough space for about 40 people, but it was lovely and cute and we had a bit of seating outside and it was all ticking along nicely. And then the pandemic came and we saw basically all of our business wiped out apart from the home deliveries we could do early doors. And last summer, we really it was we really had a, the choice. It was, do, it was do or die. So we thought, well, we can't just carry on with a 40-seater tap room that's not going to do and we have to expand and expand really quickly so we built a really big decking area first um and that quickly got very full because people heard about us and came up and then we invested in another 100 you know 150 worth of seats on benches outside and then we doubled the size of the decking after that um which has all been very very good news and potentially things we should have done a little while ago um but we really didn't have much of a choice um i think a lot of people would have found with covid that it was it was it, it was do or die, and and if you didn't adapt or move quickly, then you would probably go under. And a lot of very good breweries have gone under, and a lot of good pubs have gone under. So really, it was it was necessity. But we've been so happy with the response we've had. You know, going from having you know thirty people on a Saturday being a busy tap room day to having four hundred plus on days this summer um, was was extraordinary. Your location is—it's not exactly. Um, I, I wouldn't. I think it's probably fair to say not easily accessible. Is, is that is that fair? I, you know, there, is, there is there are buses and there there's, there's other bits, but you're a bit you're a bit out there. We are, and yet we're not. And this is what's really really worked in our favour. You know, I live in Lower Camersham, and I walk up in the morning with my dog, and it takes forty five minutes. Right. And it's through Cape Clayfield Cops, and it's through beautiful countryside. And actually what people realise this summer is, is that we've kind of got the best of both worlds in that we're, we're sat on a beautiful farm in a gorgeous location that is seemingly in the middle of nowhere. And it's a five-minute drive from Reading or Caversham <laughs> or a 40-minute walk from Lower Caversham, 45-minute walk. So actually what people want is gorgeous place to walk up to in the summer, to cycle, everything like that. And yeah, so that we've really kind of done very well out of that. I was, I was just curious when you when you sort of said you know you built this decking and 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 all of that who did that because you, you obviously it did happen very quickly who who was it who got in was it you guys yourselves or no no <laughs> we've got we've got these so one of the great things about up here is we we get kind of everybody drinking up here um, yeah. from from all walks of life and we've got these three or four guys who are who are brilliant and they're, they're these amazing handymen who can turn them you know turn their hands to anything at all and uh, they were we we needed this done and they they didn't have a lot of work and it was a perfect thing and they subsequently the guys who are building our new shop. They put up our new cellar, um, basically part of the furniture up here now. So yeah, we, we we I wouldn't I wouldn't build anyone or at least trust anyone to stand on it if I had. So um, no, they knocked that up very very quickly, and we used the for the extending the decking. We used the November lockdown last year, hmm. so that that was a good time to do so, it. So so they on free lodden beer for life then? Essentially, yeah, that's not far off their deal, <laughs> really. um, which seems to work well. Everybody everybody's happy. Um, so there's obviously the, there's been a, there's been a quick turnaround. There's been a quick change. It has have things with pubs improved? Um, there's obviously it seems to me there are more even through all of this there are still more breweries opening. Does that how does that affect you guys? I think you'd have to be brave or incredibly stupid to open a brewery right now. If I'm being completely honest, uh, our, our, our trade, our pub trade is of course down from mm. say three years ago. Um, everybody's is, and anyone who tells you otherwise is fibbing because. It's we, we've managed to keep most of our accounts, but it's all about volume at the moment. Mm-hmm. So whereas we, we, we would have pubs um, 
three years ago who were doing three kilderkins, three, uh, six firkins a week. That's a lot of beer. Yeah. They'll they'll do one, maybe two a week now. So our beer is still on the bar. We've still got the account, yeah. but the volume is way, way down. And and all breweries are finding that. And but although so our trade, our, our, our pub trade is 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 hanging in there. It's it's okay. It's fine. We're very lucky that we're now you know our, our shop used to be 10 percent of our business and our, our shop and tap room is probably 60 percent of our business yeah. um pubs are struggling they're really really struggling and they need our support you know there's there's and especially because we're predominantly cask cask needs to be turned over very quickly so there's a lack of confidence in cask beer at the moment as well from a lot of pubs um and we need to get back out there and support these pubs because they they will not be here unless we do that Let's um, let's move on to uh, on a slightly cheerier note. Hopefully, we've got we've got Christmas coming up. You've got events coming up. You've got a, a market this weekend. What what is going on at Lord and Brewery this Christmas? So yeah, I mean, so it's, it's one of the things we're doing is is really trying to turn this place into a destination place with with, with different. We had a really big Halloween party, which was mm-hmm. great. We had three four hundred people come up to that, which was fantastic. And what did you dress up as, Dan? I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I know. From my sins. To be fair, I wasn't working that day, but uh, I would have gone as a Ghostbuster, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, my, yeah. my standard one. Yeah, um, I like it. Yeah, but no. So, so yeah. So we got this Christmas fair this weekend. It's great. We've got we work with some brilliant local suppliers. So we got all our local gins and wine companies and and, and Biltong and all the lovely things we do. And they're all coming up and giving out free samples. We'll have mulled wine and mince pies and just generally trying to turn that into turn us into a big destination we've got a big carol singing event and mince pies again and mild wine on the 23rd late night um really just yeah trying to you know turn it into a destination we've got our new farm shop opens hopefully on the on the 5th of december um and it's 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 a real sign of the times but our investment is really going to go into our brewery tap tap room and and just keep building here and and and, and try and increase the amount of people in the numbers and people who know where we are. It strikes me as it's very much a build it and they will come kind of situation. And it does seem to be playing out that way. Yeah. You always hope, you know, you say build it. We, we all said build it and they will come very confidently, but you don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very quickly it took off. We were, we were so delighted with how busy it was and continues to be. We thought we'd see post summer, a real slump in numbers and, We'll still have 150 drinking up here on a Friday night and it's three degrees outside and it's dark and it's a long way. You know, as you say, it's a 45 minute walk up here. You've got to be dedicated yeah. and people are. So that's really gratifying because it, it shows that people like what we're doing. Um, but obviously we can't rest on our laurels and we've got to keep reinvesting and and and, and improving what we can do and, and making people, you know, want to come up here. You've got to pass a lot of beautiful pubs to get here and with log, log fires and, and, and this and that. And we don't have that. So, you know, we've, we've got to convince people, but it seems to be working so far. Yes, I would suggest with all that decking, the last thing you need is a log fire. No, you yeah, we thought about it. We thought that would be it's a nightmare. So no, maybe not. Um, and, and obviously, the, the, it's a it's a very much a family business. Um, the last time I was up there, I, st- I saw your dad clearing tables and yeah. and all sorts of things. He, he was very busy uh, moving around and, and and getting stuff done. But I, th- I think that one of the one of the best things that I, I felt you had was there's actually on this decking area is a roof. Yeah, it helps when it rains. Yeah, which it, which is just it, it. It obviously in the summer it doesn't matter, and actually possibly it's a hindrance in the summer because it might get a bit warm. But certainly in the winter that that's going to make a real difference. So, um, I personally would urge anybody to get up to you guys and uh, and have a little look. Do you want to just let everybody know how they can find you, how they can get to you, and the website? Yeah, of course. Well, the website is very simple, just lobbenbrewery.com. Um, loads of details on there how to get to us. But essentially, it's a it's a lovely walk up on a nice day via Cavisham Park or via um you can just come up the henley road and go 
by play hatch that's that's very lovely but yeah 800 bus from town that drops yeah. you off about a minute away from where we are in dunstan green and of course you can drive we have lots of parking up here now and you know it's 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 you know, it, it just, you know, thank you to everybody for all the support. We really do mean it. It's been a horrible couple of years for everybody in our industry, but it's, uh, yeah, it's meant an awful lot to us. Dan Hearn, thank you very much. Thank you. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.